0: today is friday july 1st 2022 this is the link and ky daily headlines podcast i'm matt spaulding and these are the stories we're following today judge temporarily blocks enforcement of law that bans abortion in kentucky reported on by megan goth A judge has temporarily blocked enforcement of Kentucky's trigger law that bans all abortions unless the mother's life is at risk, which allows Kentucky's two licensed abortion providers to resume the procedure for now. The law automatically banned abortions in Kentucky after the Supreme Court last week overturned Roe v. Wade, which constitutionally protected a woman's right to an abortion in the United States. Louisville Judge Mitch Perry also temporarily blocked enforcement of a state's fetal heartbeat law, which effectively bans abortion after six weeks. Kentucky's two remaining abortion providers, Planned Parenthood and EMW Women's Surgical Center, along with the ACLU, filed the lawsuit Monday, alleging the trigger law and the heartbeat law violates women's rights to privacy and bodily autonomy. Perry's decision will allow clinics to resume providing abortions until July 6th, when the providers will make the case to Perry about why the law should be permanently blocked. Since the Supreme Court overturned Roe last Friday, numerous Kentuckians have been forced to carry pregnancies against their will or flee their home state in search of essential care, the local Planned Parenthood branch said in a statement. Despite this victory, we know this fight is far from over, especially with politicians like Attorney General Daniel Cameron doing everything they can to score political points at the expense of Kentuckians' well being. We won't stop fighting for people's ability to access the essential abortion care they need in Kentucky. The government should never have the authority to force a person to remain pregnant against their will. Attorney General Daniel Cameron released a statement condemning the law's blockage, saying he will do everything possible to defend the laws. In the wake of an historic victory for life at the nation's highest court today, one judge in Kentucky has, without basis in the Kentucky Constitution, allowed two clinics to resume abortions, Cameron said. We cannot let the same mistake that happened in Roe v. Wade nearly 50 years ago to be made again in Kentucky. We will be seeking relief from this order. You can read the decision at linknky.com. a look back at Ludlow's big days, a circus, a streetcar, and motorcycle racing, reported on by Haley Parnell. Before Ludlow was Ludlow, it was American inventor William Bullock's idea for a utopian city he called Hygeia, Greek for health. Originally from New York, Bullock got his start in London as one of the first people to show rare artifacts. He took Egyptian artifacts to London in 1812 and commissioned Egypt Hall, an exhibition space for the artifacts. He was one of the richest men in the world at the time, Paul Miller said, during the Beringer Crawford Museum's History Hour Wednesday night. He inspired P.T. Barnum to create the American Museum. The circus, showmanship, and destination creation. Really, we can thank William Bullock and all the Londoners for going and seeing these oddities and for inspiring P.T. Barnum. The museum held a history hour on Ludlow's destination economies past, present, and future, and Miller, a Ludlow business owner, Birkus Brewing, was this weekend's speaker. Bullock had so much money he visited Cincinnati and bought all of the land that was modern-day Ludlow, Miller said. Miller said Bullock had a real estate plan to try and relocate Londoners to Ludlow. Bullock purchased the land in 1827 and had British architect John Buenarroti Popworth map out the town, which he named Hygeia. The plan included public buildings, a school, library, museums, baths, churches, and several squares, according to kyatlas.com. During this time, Bullock had invested in a silver mine and went bankrupt. Bullock never built the development, and he sold the land to Israel Ludlow Jr. in 1846. Ludlow went on to found the city we know today in 1864. Ludlow's father, Israel Ludlow Sr., was one of the first to survey Cincinnati and became one of 27 people that founded the city. After Ludlow was incorporated, its destination economy followed suit. Ludlow Lagoon Amusement Park was built in 1894 and was the second largest amusement park in the world at the time. In today's terms, the lagoon set where Sleepy Hollow Road connects Ludlow to Fort Wright. One of the reasons that the lagoon came to be is one of the investors also invested in the streetcar, Miller said. It was a huge fortune to outlay the capital to lay this rail in Covington, Newport, and Cincinnati, and people told him, No one is going to ride your streetcar. This is a horse and buggy town. The streetcar's green line, where current Route 8 runs between Covington and Ludlow, took a hit financially, so they decided to build the Ludlow Lagoon to bring in more weekend traffic, which was the time people least used the streetcar. Saturday through Sunday, some 30,000 would take the streetcar from Hyde Park in Cincinnati down to Fountain Square, get on the Green Line, go through Covington, go through Ludlow, and it was really fascinating, Miller said. The Ludlow Lagoon was inspired by the World's Fair in Chicago in 1893. Items were brought to Ludlow from the fair, such as the carousel that ran rides at the lagoon, which was very high-tech for the time. For more on this story, visit linknky.com. Newport's Wooden Cask Brewing featured in second annual Ales for Trails, reported on by Kenton Hornbeck. This July, beer enthusiasts will have a chance to drink for a cause while getting some exercise along the way. Ales for Trails is a month-long event featuring a brewery hop cart experience which will benefit The Crown, a planned 34-mile urban trail loop around Cincinnati. Even though the Crown Trail is not yet fully completed, participants will be able to walk the finished portions of the trail throughout the month of July. Organizers told Link NKY they hope the participants walking the Crown will bring public awareness to the trail. Wooden Cask Brewing Company, a Newport based brewery, is one of the 10 breweries participating in Ales for Trails. The nine other Cincinnati based breweries participating are Streetside Brewery, Listerman Brewing, Trailhouse, Mad Tree Brewing Company, 50 West Brewing Company, Sam Adams' Cincinnati Taproom, Urban Artifact, Taft's Ale House, Taft's Brewporium, and Woodburn Brewing. All of the breweries are in close proximity to the Crown Trail Loop. We're so excited to partner with breweries along the existing and planned trail route to build support for completing the Crown 34-mile urban trail loop, Wade Johnson, director of Tri-State Trails, said. Just like our neighborhood breweries, the Crown is a welcoming public space that connects people in our community. The Crown, led by Tri-State Trails, is supported by a public-private partnership that includes Wasson Way, Ohio River Way, City of Cincinnati, Great Parks of Hamilton County, and more organizations. Pike Russell Street Underpass Beautification, a no-brainer, reported on by Kenton Hornbeck. The Pike Russell Street Underpass in Covington is in the midst of an aesthetic transformation. The current sun-baked peeling pink paint is now gray and blue as part of a beautification project by Renaissance Covington and the City of Covington. Paint crews have been hard at work to restore the bridge's outward appearance. The new paint job features two different shades of gray with contrasting blue accent. The underpass hasn't been painted since the early 2000s, said Nick Wade, executive director of Renaissance Covington. We were kind of thinking through some transformative projects we have in the community, and this was a no-brainer option for us, Wade said. The city of Covington paid for the project. This seems like a prime opportunity since we had some seed money from the city to take initiative and start working on one of them, Wade said. In urban spaces, public infrastructure such as walls, sidewalks, bills, and underpasses can provide a unique canvas for painting. Once the underpass is fully painted, Renaissance Covington has more plans to continue beautifying the historic bridge into the future. Hopefully one day we'll be able to put a mural on the underpass, Wade said. Wade said that the project will require additional funding, and while they haven't received it yet, Renaissance Covington will continue to search by applying for grants. Renaissance Covington's mission statement is to amplify the vibrancy of downtown Covington and to show the city's bold entrepreneurial spirit, diversity, history, and creative culture. those are the headlines we're following for Friday, July 1st, 2022. Enjoy your Independence Day weekend and please celebrate safely. The Link NKY Daily Headlines podcast will return on Tuesday, July 5th. And for more on today's headlines and to see what else is happening in Northern Kentucky, visit LinkNKY.com.